Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. On this week's episode, Premier League preview, score predictions and more. Football finally came home. 56 years of her ended. We'll discuss that in more detail. And we take a little European adventure as well, predicting the winners of all the top five leagues. Let's get it. So, first and foremost, um, it would be unfair to not begin with football finally coming home yesterday. The women, after 56 years of, of failure for England collectively, it was the women at Wembley in front of 87,000 that brought it home against the Germans. Um, Jamie, we'll start with you. Obviously, women's football on the rise, phenomenal achievement. What's your thoughts on, on what they pulled off yesterday? So, yeah, so I watched the game. Um, it was like, to be, fun, to be honest, I did slate the sort of first half hour I watched the first game. I just wasn't interested, but I did watch the final and I thought it was actually a terrific match from both both sides. Um, to see England finally win a Euros, especially after seeing the men's lose, it just, it was very good to see. And it was obviously very nice to see that it was a City women who scored, a, who scored the winner in a first international goal. Can't City, pick a better time City to do player, it. a European champion. Who would have thought it? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. There could be more. You never know this season. <laughs> but I think it's terrific for the women's game. Obviously, what you said with the attendance, that's obviously the highest attendance for at least the Euros final in men's and women's. Like, the whole game will elevate, especially in this country. It's already started to, but I feel like seeing that with, like, most people would have gone and watched that final. Like men, women, girls, boys, all would have watched it. And I think this would this will help the, the sport massively. And I did think, um, I think it's, I can't, I think it's Alex Scott who was doing this sort of punditry. She said like people who didn't want to help them out in 2017, they're now going to come crawling back. And she's right. And I think it is going to help with the way the record, the crowds were full for most games, really. Obviously, the ones I saw, which were more England. But it's just going to help massively. Um, I want a big, big shout out to the manager. Winning back-to-back Euros, phenomenal. Like, I don't really understand. Like, I've not followed it, so I don't know really the story of why she left. Because well, you win the tournament, you don't, you won't get sacked. <laughs> so I feel like it's her own personal goals, but brilliant, really. Reese, what did you make of it? Yeah, it's a great result. You know, it's amazing to think that in 1921, you know, the FA said that football was unsuitable for women. You know, and banned them from even playing full stop. So it just goes to show how far they've come in in in, in over a century. You know. In fact, they've come so far, they've, they've probably actually surpassed the men in terms of success, really, at this moment in time, because the men haven't won anything since 66. So, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great uh, for, the, for the game, for women playing the game, to encourage girls to play the game as well at school. And, and as they get older, I think it's an amazing achievement and it's thoroughly deserved, you know, by the way they played. And you just can't. You can't knock it and let's hope that, you know, it continues to rise and hopefully continues to challenge the dominance of the male game. 
Yeah, to- totally agree. So, similar sentiments from my side. I mean, the game itself was was top quality. I mean, end to end, you know, Germany were dominating periods, England were dominating periods, and then you felt like as soon as the equaliser went in, England just kind of dropped their heads, and it was a case of surviving to extra time. And then, yeah, what what a game, uh, what a moment in kind of British and, and English sport to be specific. Um, and I've said a few times, obviously this season, I've, I've probably watched more women's games than most this season. With, with the Chelsea team, you know, being in the position they are, and the quality, you know, the quality does seem to be improving year on year. Um, and England, obviously, winning this now, people will start to believe and take notice. So hopefully, continues to grow, and uh, hopefully they can go and win the World Cup as well, and probably before the men as well. Um, and Chloe Kelly as well. You mentioned, I mean, what a story for her. Like, done her ACL, was out for about a year. I mean, you can't, you literally can't dream of that. Um, and yeah, breaking the attendance record as well for, for men and women. Absolutely insane. So congrats to the women. Um, hopefully more success will follow in, in the WSL as well. Um, now we focus on, of course, we are just a few sleeps away from the return of the Premier League. Um, slightly earlier, of course, because of the World Cup that we're looking forward to. So we'll go through the games, I guess, in chronological order would make most sense. We'll give you the score predictions a little preview and, and maybe uh, a few spoilers in there as well. So, Reese, as you did last season, I believe, on a Friday, um, we called it the most obvious upset in the history of football with Brentford beating you on the opening day. Um, how do you, Obviously, <laughs> it's been a different pre-season than last time. You're away to Palace on the Friday to kick the season off. How do you see this one playing out with a score prediction as well? Um, I see a very tight game. I see a I see a draw. To be honest with you, I think I think I'm not never going to look too much into preseason. As you know, I think it if you do well in preseason, it sets a lot of pressure on you very early, and a lot of the time the outcome doesn't actually you know become sort of the reality. So I think Arsenal have looked, you know done well in preseason. Seem to have recruited the right players in at last. You know they're going against Palace, who even though they lost Conor Gallagher, don't is it like they're going to let up. It's Vieira. He's going to want to upset the big boys. I think it's going to be a well-even contest, but I'm going to say a 1-1 draw. And I'd happily take that. <laughs> As always, Reese, you will never... I reckon we could go through the whole score prediction of the season. You might have, you know, after winning one game. <laughs> um, to be honest, like, you've got to... I think, like, obviously, pre-season, they're friendlies in the end, but I think it's the way you've played that sort of, I think Arsenal fans should be a bit optimistic for the, at least the start of the season. I know we, I didn't have them getting in the top four if you watched last week's episode, but they've really shown that they are are getting there, like Arteta's way, they're moving forward and the way they're playing should be something to look forward to. And I do feel Palace, you've got second season for Vieira now. Is he going to be found out in his tactics? It's more in that sort of way. Um, I've gone with a 3-1 Arsenal win. I think it will go 2-0 Arsenal and then Palace to get one back. And then Arsenal will have to ride it out for at least five to ten minutes. And then they'll go and get a counter-attack. I'll go with Jesus to score the first goal and all. Well, refreshingly, we all we all disagree on the first game, which is good. Um, I will stick to my guns. I've said, um, pardon the pun, I'll stick to my guns and say that 
it will be a 2-1 Palace result. Now, I want to explain this Arsenal scenario. Maybe I'll be wrong, but pre-season FC have done very well. Um, there's reasons to get excited. Don't get me wrong with the new signings. The, the, some of the results have genuinely been phenomenal. But I take you back to, obviously, our review of Arsenal's season previously. And what is the thing we, we said that Arsenal were lacking? The bottle and the pressure in the big games. What, what have they done when zero pressure on them whatsoever? Perform brilliantly. The second that pressure comes on, the second they're in a competitive game, that's when we'll see the real Arsenal. And I think all this hype, all this momentum, I hope, will be drained out by Vieira on day one. But we'll see. Um, so, good start. I think, I think you're slightly bitter there on the pre-season result there. Uh, I, I, you know, <laughs> I've seen the hype. 70% of people have got Jesus in their team thinking he's going to win the Golden Boot. Let, let, let's let keep our heads. You know, Spurs have won a trophy in pre-season, to put it into context. Um, keep, keep, keep the heads. Jordan's right. You know, I mean, they played well against Seville on Saturday, but Seville didn't do anything. They just stood there for most of the 90 minutes. They, they were poor, poor team. You know, if, if, if Seville were trying, then I, I do fear for the quality of Spanish football. But I really, really do. But... Like at the end of the day, you know, Palace are going to make it tight. They're going to make it compact. They're going to they're going to rough Arsenal up. I think Arsenal's mentality has changed. So I'll give them that. They'll learn their lessons. But yeah, you know, take a point on the opening day, and then you're not setting that negative standard from the start. Cool. So moving on to the next game in chronological order, on the twelve thirty kickoff on Saturday, it is Fulham versus the Community Shield champions. I'm not sure that's even a title. Um, Darwin Nunes, as we said, um, maybe a super sub, maybe man of the match, the Community Shield, celebrated like he won the World Cup. Will he be celebrating at Craven Cottage? What do we think, Jamie? Um, absolutely. Like, I think Fulham have got to be glad they're going to get this one out of the way. They've got to go, right, we're playing Liverpool. Our season doesn't start yet. This is another preseason game. Forget it. Like it's a write-off. They go and get a result, then brilliant on them. But it, it's just not going to happen. Um, talk about the sort of community shield. Sort of like, yeah, well done, Liverpool. I'm not going to be fully bitter about it. Slightly because I don't like losing, but I'm not going to sort of make one thing or another. But I think. Fulham are just not going to have the quality to stop Liverpool. I see it being 4-0 Liverpool. And, you know, I think Mo Salah's going to do everyone's captaincy at fantasy football, right? And no one's going to gain it absolutely anything because everyone's going to captain him and he's going to get two goals. Reese, any disagreement? Yeah, I mean... I think Fulham, you're right, would be glad to get this out of the way first, but I think they're going to give it a go. You know, I think I think they'll bank on their home record being strong to keep them in the league. And I know we can't look too much into pre-season, but like they, you know, if we do, the results are a little bit meh. You know, they got thrashed by Benfica, you know, and held Villarreal to a draw, but they beat Nice. So I can imagine they're going to be a very much a topsy-turvy sort of team this year. They'll give it a go, I think, and I can see them scoring, maybe a Mitrovic penalty or, or something like that. But I think Liverpool will get the job done. I, I think a 3-1 victory for Liverpool. Cool. So, uh, yeah, similar similar from my side. Um, 
I, I don't, as I said last week, I do think Fulham can surprise us. I don't think they'll surprise us in this game. Um, I think a fairly comfortable 3 0 win. Um, and just quickly, Jamie, you mentioned the community shield. Haaland, obviously, we know the height, we know the potential. Bad, bad outing. You've seen the memes because of the miss. Do you think that's just a one off game? Do you, do you see him getting a slow start, quick start? How do you see his kind of career this season playing out? Haaland will score goals. You like he's not gonna like if you think about any striker, they will not miss chances like that often. Like everyone's sort of praising Nunes. He missed one of that against United, I believe. It was pretty much the very similar, and he blazed it way over the bar. And now he scored a goal. He's the hero. It's going to be like that. Everyone was ex- sort of, I think, if Harlan went and scored a hat-trick against Liverpool, everyone would have just gone, oh, it's Community Shield, nothing, nothing, nothing. Because he didn't score, because he made that miss right at the end. He scores that it doesn't matter, but it's sort of one of them just... I'm not concerned. You see, the way I saw his runs going, when De Bruyne, De Bruyne wasn't at it and the Community Shield, and when he's at it, Haaland would have had maybe three one-on-ones. And when he was against Adrian, I reckon he would have scored at least two, probably three, because I don't rate him as a goalkeeper. Um, you saw that from our goal mistake by him. Um, yeah, I'm not concerned. He will bang in goals. I'm. I don't mind. People want to meme it. People are going to meme it. They're going to do it. They've done it to Darwin Nunes in pre-season. They're going to do it to Haaland. They're going to do it to Sterling. They're going to do it to Jesus. It's going to happen. It's just the way it is. And if a City fan's actually concerned about it after that game, don't bother watching because, like, you, you got to get a grip. Reese, do you agree? How, how do you see Haaland coming? Yeah, I think you'd be fine. You can't. You, nobody really shines on a community shield. You know, I think it's it's a it's the curtain raiser. It's another example of look, we can win something here, but you know, more importantly, you know, go out there and just get yourself fit. And I, I think he'll be absolutely fine. Don't be too shocked, you know, if he if he turns up at West Ham on Sun, you know, Sunday and tears him apart. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree. I, I think. It's always going to be with these big money strikers that everyone rates. You know, as soon as they miss a chance, it will be everywhere. We've had it for years with every number nine we've ever signed, basically. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah poor Timo Werner. He's got a few videos like that. Um, yeah, I, I think Haaland will deliver. I think he's he's never going to get those numbers that, you know, the Bundesliga, I guess the Bundesliga tax, we can call it. You know, Werner, Haver, Sancho, we've all seen it. They're not going to get 40 goals, but they can still, you know, provide... Um, moving swiftly on, we'll do, we'll do two in one games here for the next two up. So we've got Leeds versus Wolves, and we've got Bournemouth versus Aston Villa. I, I guess I'll start for this one. Uh, Leeds v Wolves. I I think this will be a tight game actually. Um, Leeds obviously have the atmosphere. Wolves, I know Reece, you were critical of. I, I, I still think they'll be up in that kind of top half battle. Um, so for me, I'm going to go one one for that game. Um, Bournemouth v Villa we touched on it last week I think with Villa's signings reasonable pre-season um, I do think they'll they'll just nick a, a probably a late winner um, and win 2-1 away to Bournemouth um, I might as well go because well I've got 1-1 Leeds Wolves to be honest I see 
I see it either being, yeah, I see it being tight and I only see a Leeds win. I don't actually see a Wolves win. I think Wolves, don't, yeah, like I just don't see it from them. Not at the moment. I think I saw, I think Jimenez has got an injury. So that's another, their lack of goals is going to hurt them. So the fact is I've got them scoring a goal and I don't really know where it's going to come from. But 1-1. One, one. Um, Bournemouth, Villa. I think this is a good sort of eye-opener for both of them to see where they're at. Because if Villa go and blitz Bournemouth, they can be like, right, we're going to go in for a proper season. Or if Bournemouth go and get a win, they'll be like, right, we, we're going gonna to stay up or we can stay up and have that belief. I do feel like Bournemouth may struggle still. And I've gone with a 2-0 Villa win. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think Leeds and Wolves is very hard, actually. I think it's, I don't think it'd be too, you know, damaging if either team won that game. But if I see what you mean, Jamie, if Wolves are going to score, it'd probably be a set piece. Um, but I think, I think I'm going to go Leeds to win 1 0, just because I've seen Arison play for Leeds at the moment. I, like I saw him at RB Salzburg as well. He looks a fantastic player. Sinestra on the wing. And if Bamford, if he's fit and he starts, you know, Jack Harrison as well. That's a four attack there that I think that would do a lot of damage. But I think a 1-0 win for Leeds, I think they'll happily take that. Bournemouth Villa, I've gone 0-0. I don't think it's going to be a particularly exciting game. I think Bournemouth will look to hold the fort down. They know they're going to be against it. Um, and I think they'll, you know, try and frustrate Villa. And I think Villa will have to find them answers. If Bournemouth let them in, Villa could go and thrash them 4-0. It could be one of them opening day results, but I've gone nil now. Okay, and on to the next game. So obviously, one tsunami were very much in, out in force yesterday at Wembley after that beautiful chip. How will the other tsunami fare as they host Nottingham Forest? Jamie, over to you. And you're on mute, so we can't even hear you. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, I think tsunami are going to be very happy. Um, I think Newcastle should be very happy with this opening fixture. I think it can set the sort of tone for the season as well. They obviously ended the season brilliantly under Howe. Um, we obviously mentioned about their form matching City and Liverpool's at the end of the season, which is obviously phenomenal for them. And Forest, it's the one where I feel like it's going to be like a lively atmosphere there in Newcastle. Um, and I'm going to go with a bit of a closish one, but I'm going with a 2-1 Newcastle win. Reese, do you agree? No, I think I think Newcastle will win comfortably 3-0. I don't think... I know I've got Nottingham Forest to finish comfortably in the league. I don't think it's, it's much of a big deal if they lose this game. I think they'll introduce a lot of the new sign-ins. They'll, you know, they'll be up for an up-and-out at St James's Park. Newcastle will want to get off to a better start. You know, I think Nottingham Forest will look at this and, and see, you know, Steve Cooper will probably know a little bit more about his team after this, but I think Newcastle win comfortably 3-0. Sorry, go on. That's right, Callum Wilson's score as well, I think. Yes, yeah, so I, I kind of agree. I, th I think it will be a 2-0 Newcastle. I think because of Forest, because of their kind of pre-season with all the signings coming in, I, I, I think they're going to have a slow start. They kind of all one, adjust to Premier League life, but also adjust with all the signings. Um, so I think fairly easy for Newcastle with a 2-0. Um, 
On to the final 3pm on Saturday. The, well, I guess the new look Spurs, you could argue, um, host Southampton. Reese, you tip them to go down. Southampton in last week's episode. Are they mm-hmm. going to get off to a rocky start here? Yeah, I think I think Spurs will probably get the job done. I don't think I think Southampton will be up for it. But I think Spurs they won't look to win five nil, six nil. They'll they'll take a comfortable two nil. I think I don't. I think they'll have too much for Southampton and and an expectant crowd there at, at the Tottenham Stadium. So I think yeah, I don't think again it's not detrimental to Southampton if they lose two nil, but but you know it then getting off to a good start. Is something that they'll, they'll probably want if they're going to be up against it. But I think Spurs will win comfortably 2-0. Yeah, um, this is a game what it is something that I do fear for, for Saint, the, Saint, the Saints because I just don't see them doing that well and Spurs will punish them if they're going to... I don't know really if they're going to change their tactics... And Kane and Son have a field day against these. They have for the past few seasons now. And it can get quite an ugly scoreline. I think it's going to go 3-0. I think Conte is going to go bang, bang, bang goals. And then he's going to make a few subs, which will sort of slow the game down. And they'll just end the game at a canter. um, Get the game done, one, move on to the next game. Yeah, 3-0 Spurs. Okay, interesting. I feel like although you guys aren't back in Saints, you've got. I'll take you back to their previous encounter at, at, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and this was under under Conte. Tottenham v Southampton, ten minutes to go. Spurs are two one up, and bear in mind they've been outplayed in this game. Seventieth minute, seventy ninth minute, bang. Eighty second minute, bang. Southampton won the game three two. Under Conte at home. So don't don't rule them out. I'm going to go for quite a bold prediction here and say 2-2. I think it will be a similar game. Again, I do think maybe people are getting a little bit carried away with Spurs um, in pre-season. Um, I don't think Southampton are going to be as terrible as, as maybe Reese you, you thought. Um, so I'm going to go with a 2-2. Um, yeah, I'll be surprised if that comes in, but that's probably my most bold prediction of, of, of the week so far. Um, moving on. So, the battle of the Chelsea managers who have struggled with transfers, I guess. Frank Lampard versus Thomas Tuchel um, at Goodison Park. Jamie, we'll start with you. How do you see it playing out? I think Chelsea should be very happy they're playing Everton now. I know Everton actually have had sort of like half a good, decent record against you, but they're just... I don't see them doing that well at the moment. I think they've got so many problems losing sort of their main man of last season. I think if you were against sort of a sort of, I don't know, a tougher opponent, I think you may have struggled away from home. But this one, I think you're going to win 2-0. And you know what? Sterling is going to go and get his first goal. Not that I want him to see him do well for you, but that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, two 0 for me to Chelsea. I think I think that they beat Chelsea last year, Everton. But I think you look at the time of the season where they're up against it, and they have the crowd behind them to really get them over that line. You know, now they're starting a fresh, clean slate, no real momentum to get. 
I think I think Chelsea will go a route. You know, they've learned they'll learn from that lesson and get a routine two 0 win, comfortable. Well, this is a rare occurrence because we all one hundred percent agree. I've also gone for a two 0 Chelsea. We're, we're not a tipping podcast by any means, but I guess if you're putting some money on maybe two 0 two nil Chelsea, let's let's hope we're right. Um, but you're you're right with both your points. Um, Everton not had the best signings. Um, I think they're going to get off to a slow start and be under, under a bit of pressure early on. Um, and I do think we'll kind of put a bit of the the pre-season pressure um, aside. Um, now, onto the Sunday games. There's three games on Super Sunday. Um, so we'll go through the first two. So we've got Leicester v Brentford at 2pm, followed by Man United versus Brighton, um, also at 2pm. Rhys? Um, I, I think Leicester will win that 2-0. I don't really think there's much in it between the two teams, but but yeah, I don't I don't really see Brentford pulling up many trees against Leicester on on, on Sunday. Um I think if Brentford get Darms I can't believe I think I pronounce it Darmscud over the line or Damscard over the line from Sampdoria, that that could make a huge difference for him. I think he would be yeah, a great, great player for him. But yeah, I think Leicester will win it. Win it 2-0. Any disagreements from you, Jamie? Um, yeah, so I agreed with it would be quite a close game. Um, I don't think Leicester have really, you know, it's not the it's not a positive vibe at the moment, really coming from them. With I don't think they've really they've not signed anyone yet, unless unless I've missed something. But I just don't see them getting off to a good start. They had a poor season. Sort of last season, too fair. No one can really blame them with two fifth fifth positions or up there anyway. So they had to have one. But I've gone with a one-one draw at home. I just don't see Leicester getting off to a very good start this season. So I I agree. So this is probably another boldish prediction. Uh, I've gone for the two-one Brentford. Um, similar reasons. I, I think you look at Leicester, you know, everything we said last week. Um, Schmeichel, you know, end of an era, he's off. Obviously, Vardy getting on a bit. You've got Fafana now being linked with us and a little bit of City. He's, pro- you know, when Chelsea and City come calling and you're 21 with a lot of money, your head's going to turn, let's be fair. Um, you've got Madison, you know, being linked with Newcastle, bids of about 50 mil coming in. I think it's a bad setup. It's really bad setup for a team who haven't made signings, players being linked a week before transfer window. Um, and I really do see Brentford, you know, causing an upset. Um, Man United v Brighton. Can Graham Potter work his magic at Old Trafford? Um, I'll start. I, I believe it'll be a 1-1 draw. Um, again, my feelings on, on Man United were clear last week. I don't think they're going to blow people away. Um, you know, their signings need a bit of time to gel. Um, and Brighton, Brighton and Brighton, they do just seem to deliver. They've got quite a good history, actually, of, of you know, away against the top six sides. So I'm going to go for a one-all draw in that game. Um, that's quite interesting, to be honest. I, I feel like it's going to be quite a very close game. And I think United are going to benefit from being at home. I think if they were away, I probably would have just switched my result the other way around. I've gone with 2-1 United. I think they're going to get over the line. It's not going to be a great performance, 
in terms of dominating the game, but they're going to just edge it out. And then Ten Hag's got his start, got the three points. He can move on from there. I've gone uh, 3-1 Man U. I think it'd be comfortable. I don't think Brighton are really expecting to win. They could probably get a nil Mopai goal, maybe something like that. But but I think I think United will get off to a good start. I think if Malassia plays at left back, I think he could cause a lot of problems. Martial, I think, will cause a lot of issues. I think that's the sort of game where that you know they'll be able to thrive a little bit. So yeah, I think it'd be pretty comfortable, standard routine sort of sort of victory. And last but not least, West Ham versus Man City. Can Moyes hammer a nail in the Premier League coffin of City as they look to defend their title? Uh, Jamie, over to you. Oh, what a terrible pun that was. (laughs) I'm here all week. uh, Obviously, no matter the result, (laughs) the title isn't over. There's no coffin (laughs) being nailed in. But I think it's probably the game of the weekend, really, especially after sort of what happened at the end of last season with the 2-2 game. Obviously, it was dreadful for me for the first half and then brilliant, nearly absolutely amazing in the second half. I feel like it's going to be quite an entertaining game. Um, Everyone's probably writing off off a little bit for the start of the season. Everyone's going, oh, they're slow starters, things like this. I don't really think we are. We're just sort of, obviously, we've not had many games pre-season, which I think is down to Pep saying, have a rest and then we'll go. Um, I've gone with a 3-1 City win, but it's not going to be as comfortable as a 3-1 sounds. I think it could be like a 2-1, it's close, it's an entertaining game, and then it's just like a counter counterattack, 89th minute, and we go and win kind of scenario. Um, let's go with Haaland getting two, and then he can shut up some pundits who think they're all amazing now that they're calling he's not done that well. I think Moyes' teams tend to get off to a very slow start. And if you look at Moyes' teams throughout the years, you know that they've been beaten 4-1 at home by Arsenal in a fair opening game when he was Everton. 6-1 by Arsenal in an opening game when he was Everton. He's lost at home to United 2-0. He's, he lost to Newcastle a couple of years ago 2-0. Um, so there tends to be quite a slow start from Everton, you know, and I think City will probably, probably thump them a little bit, actually. I think 4-1 Man City. Jamie will certainly love that if that if that happens. Absolutely, I'll be, I'll be there cheering that on. I don't think you're like to play against their new signing. Uh, Schem- Schem- I can't pronounce it Schematter or whatever because yeah, he Schmacher. is a good player. Scracker is a good player, you know. But is he maybe a Moyes sort of striker? Moyes doesn't really get 20, 30 goal strikers, does he? So um, also, is he going to come straight in, or does he need a week or two? Because I don't know how long he's been there now. Maybe he'll play. I think he'll play. Ahead of Antonio. I think Antonio probably gives them what they need in that game. Antonio will be up for it. Yeah, I think Antonio would be the flair they need. But I think Moyes strikers don't get you 20 goals a season, do they? I think, you know, if you look who he's had throughout the years. I think I think City will win this comfortably. It won't it won't harm West Ham throughout the season. You know, they'll probably go and beat Forest in the next game. But yeah, I think I think it'll be quite comfortable for City on Sunday. So I agree slightly more with Jamie on this one. I think it will be tight. Obviously, the last two games away, you know, West Ham v City were both draws in the Cup and League. Um, I don't think it will be an easy ride, but I do think City will find a way to win. 
and probably Haaland will will get off the mark. Um, so there you go. A nice mix of results there all across the board. Now, we did promise a European adventure, so we will finish with a tour around Europe. Um, I guess it's probably best to start, get the tractors out early. Um, we'll go to League One or Ligue 1, as they say in France. Uh, can we see anything other than a Paris Saint-Germain win? New manager? Jamie? Absolutely not. It's PSG. Just write the name there now. I don't see anyone coming close. They'll rest players when they want to rest players or when the players want to rest or when Mbappe says he wants to rest players. <laughs> it's down to him. Um, them keeping Mbappe was obviously very good for them. It it didn't matter in the league. Messi and Neymar, you know, they're good enough to go and win that league. <laughs> and then whoever they wanted to replace him with, yeah, done. It's, it's a done deal for me. Reese, are you going to disagree? No, no, that that league's done. <laughs> you know, I think I think PSG have done everything that they should have been doing all them years ago. Don't need to go for the big names. Don't need to go for the big headliners. You know, they've got Gaultier in now as coach who won it with who won it with uh, Lille a couple of years back and he's a proven coach at that level. They brought in the Lucas Acompas, you know, to actually do proper scouting and bringing in transfers. They've done that perfectly with some of their signings and they beat Nantes uh, 4-0 in the Trophy de Champs uh, champions uh, last night. You know, that's impressive. I think they, they're going to be very very good team now that they finally tidied themselves up yeah league, league one league done for me um can't see any upsets there um and, and let's be fair if Messi Neymar and Mbappe can't win the French league this season they might as well just fold the club like let's let's be fair no disrespect to the other teams you know I like Leon I like Lille but it's just boring so we'll, we'll move swiftly on um to another very harsh. Maybe a bit harsh. Um, they do need a bit more competition, but until Paris Saint-Germain is not owned the way they are, it's hard to see anything other than that. Same team, same, before we go, same teams have won the league in France in the last 10 years than the English league, to be fair. True, <laughs> uh, true. Sorry, I know I what league. I will defend the French league. I, I know what them. league I'd rather watch. That's all I'll say. Um, but speaking of the last 10 years, is it going to be 11? Well... Bayern, are they going to win the Bundesliga again? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, <laughs> yes. I think they battered. But can it, Reece, maybe disagreement, but they battered Leipzig yesterday, uh, or sorry, Saturday. Um, and I think that's just a precursor of, of the season. I'm not sure, you know. I, watching them play against Leipzig, they did tear them apart a bit. Leipzig got back into the game. You know, I think Mane is a great player as a replacement for Lewandowski, and but they're under such a transitional period at the moment. You know, and not everyone's 100 percent settled with the manager. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Borussia Dortmund. I think they've recruited very, very well and actually done what they should have done about five years ago. Bold, bold. bold. Well, uh, well, we'll move quickly on to the others: La Liga, Spain, Barcelona are back. Debt FC, Barcelona, as you call them, Reese. Who's going to win? Barcelona, you know. <laughs> Hijack <laughs> FC, the lot. We've got plenty of names. Um, for me, I, I, I sincerely hope that Real Madrid win the league. Hazard's back, baby. <laughs> Send Barca back to where they belong to bankruptcy. 
That's all I've got to say. I can't disagree. I think Madrid will win the league. Um, yeah, like I. Well, you got to see if Barcelona are even going to register their players yet. Um, no, it's going to be Bar- It's going to be Madrid. Um, I don't know about the Hazard thing, but Madrid's Madrid for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if if Ancelotti's ever won regained the title, but I'll, I'll go with Real Madrid for this one. Finally, we've got about a minute left, so we'll go with a big title race. In my opinion, one of the most exciting title races this season. Syria, the Italian league. You've got Inter, Juve, AC Milan, Napoli, Roma, Lazio. What a league. I think, I hope not, because I want to see Lukaku suffer. Uh, but <laughs> I hope AC Milan retain um, the boy Tomori. Um, but I think Inter will just have enough to get it done. Jamie. Well, you're gonna like you're gonna like my prediction. I've actually gone with AC. I think they're gonna retain it. Um Inter are gonna be up there. Juve will be better than they were last season. I just think AC have got the right team, and I think they're gonna retain it. It's very hard to retain it though. That's all I'll say. And Reese Juventus, you back from last season, it didn't happen. Are you backing them this year? I think they've got the balance back. I think they've bought They've done the smart thing and, you know, if they hadn't got that shaky start, they would have been right up there. I think they'll win it. And I think Roma will push Juventus quite far this year. I think Inter and Milan will finish third and fourth, maybe between the two. Well, there you go. That's a proper title race. We all disagree on who's going to win the league. Um, But there you go. Wraps us up for this week's episode. As always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Here we go.